This is the Steve Brown Art Center Podcast Network, and I'm Jim Gillespie with producer Blake Tempest and co-host Dale Reber, and we're here for a special show tonight. Um, it is going to be at least an hour long, and and we were interviewing autograph hound. Yeah, I'd, I'd buy that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike Sorensen <laughs> from from. Uh, do you live in Sumner or Fredericksburg? Fredericksburg, Iowa. You live yep. in Fredericksburg. I do. Tell a quick story. Um, Mike and I met through uh, Just the Legend, Steve Crawford. We did, we did. Um, years, years ago. And I've always enjoyed being around Mike. He, he has a similar uh, personality that Steve does. Yep, a lot did. of fun. So, uh, Mike, tell us about your, your family first. All right, well, I've been married for, oh, this is going to get me in trouble, <laughs> eight, 15 years uh, to my lovely wife, Tori. I have two daughters, uh, MJ's 13 and Bella's 11, so they're always constantly doing volleyball, softball, basketball. Uh, I'm super busy. This June, I was at a ball game. There's 30 days in June. I was at a ball game 29 of those days. Wow. We took MJ's birthday off. It was on a Sunday. I probably could have gone somewhere, but so, it, keeps, it keeps me busy. It's a good busy though. And and um, what 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 is your profession, Mike? So I teach uh, middle school English and uh, Project Lead the Way uh, and literature at uh, Sumner Fredericksburg Middle School. And I've been teaching. This will be my 29th year. What's it, what's Project Lead the Way? So Project Lead the Way is more of a coding where we build things, but you have to have codes to make, tell the computers what to do. It's a new process that we're going through. So I have some classes in the middle school, and then as they get older, then they progress to high school classes where it's tougher. They make robots that do things. Um, so do you understand it? Or? I do now. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't at first. Yeah. <laughs> at first, no. I was not. I was not a coder at all. It helps to teach it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. yes. 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 Where did you grow up? Uh, Cedar Falls. So I went to Cedar Falls Public. So I went to Cedar Falls Public. Um, went to U and I. So I've always been close to home. And then I figured I went to a big school. I think we had 600 kids in my class. I probably didn't know half of them. Um, so I wanted to teach at a big school. I did my student teaching at Clarksville. And the thing that that impressed me was those kids knew every kid in school and I didn't know like I said I didn't know half the kids in my class mm -hmm. and I thought no I want to do a small school I thought that was the coolest thing and so as soon as I got done with that I applied at Fredericksburg Iowa which I'd never been to before and it was a small school and haven't looked back since love it small schools are our unique unique thing yes um people People, you know, I have friends in in the inner city, and I'll tell them, and oh my gosh, only sixty kids graduated right. this yep. year. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because I think my first few years it was only like thirty at Fredericksburg, mm -hmm. so it was like super tiny. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think we're now some of since we've combined, I think 70, 70, 80 maybe on a really good year, but mm -hmm. right, it's still not six hundred. So yeah, I still know all the kids too, which is nice. Mm -hmm. So let's get to it here. I see you brought a number of yep. of autographs, Mike. How'd you how'd you get into uh, being an autograph hound? Well, here's here's my crazy story. So I was a senior at U and I, and we had to write a research paper. And I wrote a research paper, and my question was why the 1978 Pittsburgh Steelers were the greatest football team ever. So I researched. It was it was a blast. I had a lot of fun researching while other people were doing really boring stuff. I was having fun. And what I decided to do was I was going to send this paper that was just magnificently written by myself <laughs> to every player on that team that was still alive. And I sent out probably 50 some, um, with a return address stamps coming both ways. And I only received one, wow. one back. And it was from hall of fame linebacker, Jack ham. And he said, after reading your paper in its entirety, which I don't know if he did, um, yep, everything is true. We were really good, da, da 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 And that just got me hooked. I mean, just, I got a success. So then I'd write to another one, and then I'd write to another one, and that's how it started, and been crazy ever since. So Jack Ham was your first autograph? Yes. 
And had you ever gotten, had an autograph before that or asked for an autograph so, before that? No. Well, actually, when I was growing up, my aunt, Carol Sorensen, was a PE teacher at the University of Iowa. So she would get, she would, I would get birthday cards that were autographed from Steve Carfino or Kevin Boyle. And at the time, I thought, okay, this is kind of cool. But I'd never gone, I mean, I was never one of those kids that would, oh, I'd get an autograph here. Nope, I never did. Um, So it took until I was, you know, almost graduated from UNI before I was getting autographs on my own. So face-to-face ask for autographs, or is it all by... um, now it is. Now I do a lot of face-to-face. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not worried about that. So I do a lot of games, um, celebrity golf tournaments. Um, yeah, just about every sport I can get to and get an autograph. Well, one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen with autog- is at a Minnesota Twins game, and this is back in the 70s, where a guy in front of me before the game, we're right in the front, this player comes up out of, and he asks him, will you autograph your card for me? The guy says, sure. So he takes the card and then he looks at that's not my card. <laughs> Threw it at the guy and walked away. Yep. And the guy's yelling at, well, will you sign this? You know, and right. I thought that was really embarrassing for everybody, I thought. But the guy was not pleased that it wasn't his card. So. And I've seen that before where the, the autograph person doesn't know who the guy is. Mm-hmm. He's walking in. He doesn't yeah. have a uniform or anything on. Steve, Bob, Ernie. Yeah. And they don't know. It's like, no, if you don't know, just wait. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I, I I mean, I don't want to do. I don't want to be that guy who's going to mess up and call you by the wrong name or give you the wrong card, and I don't want that to happen. So, are players worried about uh, people trying to make money off of yeah. them by getting yep. these signatures? Or? And I think I'm lumped in with those people too because I mean, there's dealers out there getting autographs, and me too. Mm-hmm. But they want like 50 things signed, yeah, and I want like one or two. Mm-hmm. But since I'm with them, yeah, I mean they can't tell the difference. Sure. So, um, I would never want to be a dealer because I've gone and had really good days getting autographs, and other days mm-hmm. not so great. Yeah. So I don't know how they can, you know, I, I can't put that stress on me that I've got to get these autographs or we won't have food yeah. on the table or so, whatever. So they get pushy. Oh yeah. Like they'll push out, kids. They'll shove things yeah. out. It's like no, I'm gonna let kids do whatever they want, and if these. Guys want get a, if I get an autograph, it's a bonus. Mm-hmm. If I don't, it's not a big deal. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget. I was um, I was at a Yankees Twins game, and maybe I've told this story online. I don't know. Um, it was back when Louis Tiant was sure. pitching and Thurman Munson catching. Billy Martin had just been fired, and Bob Lemon was managing. Yep. So uh, um, we went to a series. In uh, in Old Met Stadium, mm. I was with my friend Ricky McCarville. Ricky, if you're listening, high out there. Um, the and he bought a twin cap, a hard helmet twin cap, sure. and I and I bought a Yankee cap because I'm a Yankee fan. Yep, and a hard helmet. And all of a sudden, we looked up in in the row chairs, and there sat George Steinbrenner with another suit. I mean, there was another guy with a suit by him. And I said, Ricky, let's go get his autograph. <laughs> so we took off up the steps, and I, I bought a program, went to my mother, got a pen, and and uh, Mr. Steinbrenner, can I, can I have your autograph? Oh, well, sure, son. You know, he signed it, and Ricky, I asked him for an autograph, and Steinbrenner said to Ricky, you're wearing a twin cap. I'm not giving you another autograph. Yeah. I never forget that. That's good. That's a good story. I like oh, that. my gosh. Like you mentioned Kevin Boyle. I had a recess duty with second graders, and this car drives up through the kids. And so I go over and make sure. And it's Kevin Boyle. And at the way this goes, his fiance was driving. And so I said, can I help you? And she said, well, my dad is working. He's a contractor, and he's working at the school here, and I need to see him for a minute. Sure. I said, well, that's fine. So the two of them go into school. And so the kids say, ah, I have a basket just great. So can we get autographs? I sure. So I, they all ran into the school, get a piece of paper and a pencil, come out. And this little girl runs up to me, and she said, is that George Raveling? Who was that? <laughs> And you would know this girl. She became a district attorney in Denver when she as she grew up. So she was, but uh, I just, I because 
for those who don't know, George Bradley was a very large black man, and Kevin Boyle was a very thin white guy. <laughs> and uh, it was just the funniest thing. But it just shows how this girl, she knew the name. Right. Uh, it was fun. So so let's go from Jack Ham. So yep. from Jack Ham, then what did you start? What, where'd you go from there? What did you start doing then, Mike? So then what I started doing is I just figured, well, if I could get one person, I, and I'm a, I'm a Steelers fan, so that was big. So I, I got a Steeler. So then I started writing to like my favorite singer, Eddie Money. So I got Eddie Money, and I had this wall of fame. I had like 10 picture frames up there. I thought, okay, that's kind of cool. Well, then I get more and more and more through the mail and more in person. And pretty soon, uh, my wall, I would upgrade. It's like, oh, this guy is better than this guy. I'd put him up. And then I started having binders just because I don't have enough room in my house Mm -hmm. or in Fredericksburg, Iowa, to keep all that stuff um, on every wall, and my wife would never allow me to have that on every wall. So um, what I really started doing was I was nervous about sending like a two-cent baseball card in the mail because they always say, don't send something out that you're not, I mean, that you can't afford to lose. Sure. But I thought, well, Mm -hmm. I've had this card for like 10 years, and I mean, it wasn't worth anything, but I thought, I really don't want to send it out. So when I first started sending things out, I would just ask them, hey, could you just send me a picture? And some would, and and some I would never get back. But then I thought, you know what? I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to send pictures. I'm going to send baseball cards, football cards, basketball cards, whatever it was. And eventually my numbers went up and up and up. And uh, there was one day someone asked me, how many autographs do you have? And I go, I, I don't really, I have no idea. And I think I had like 200 at the time. And so I counted them, and that took forever, 200. So I'm counting them. So now um, I have a notebook that I list how many autographs I have, and if I get some today, then I just add on to it. So that way I know, so I don't have to keep adding or, you know. So I'm, right now, as of today, I'm at 33,546 total autographs. What was the, what's the last autograph you received? Um, the last one I got was... I was at the Twin Cities Pro-Am, and they have a lot of former uh, NBA basketball players, college kids, high school kids. Um, I think the last one I got was Sean Sutherland. He played for the University of Minnesota, and uh, great kid. Uh, Talked to him for a while, and and he's, he's the one guy, I think I've seen five guys do it, but he had five dunks in one game. So I talked to him, I mean, he just just a super athlete. So he was the last guy I got. It got him last week. So I haven't got many, but that day I think I got like 60 autographs cause I'm known as the autograph guy. So I always have pictures. I always have something that, um, is going to be different. If you're known for something like Carlton fist, um, he's waving the, I always mm-hmm. find something that's not common, like something different, something that stands out as opposed to, yeah, I've signed this picture, you know, 37,000 times. Yeah. I want to get something unique, something different, um, so it means more to me. Well, if I remember right, I, don't you have President Trump's autograph on a baseball, right? I do. Here's kind of a crazy story. I went to Clear Lake just to get his autograph, and I had a picture of him throwing out the first pitch at Fenway Park, and he grabbed it, and he goes, I've never seen this before. Can I keep it? And I go... I kind of wanted an autograph. And he goes, well, do you have anything else? I said, I have a baseball. But Secret Service really wasn't really happy about having baseballs there because they thought people were going to throw it. I said, I don't want to get shot. I don't want to do anything like that. But I said, could you sign a ball? I said, yeah. So uh, he's signing it, and, and it's more of a scribble than anything. And and it was just like I got him, and which was kind of cool. So did he keep the picture? So he kept the picture. Okay, and yeah. what I've heard is um, the people that work for him, he – gets a lot of stuff from the fans or whatever, and then gives it to mm-hmm. his workers. Oh, okay. So I think that's kind of cool, but it's like I really wanted that picture, but the baseball's kind of cool too. <laughs> right, so it's like, right. Ah. <laughs> So just to be fair, I got I got Biden, I think, the next year in Clear Lake, so I got him on a baseball too. So, um, yeah, I've met some presidents. Um, so Biden, Trump, Clinton, Carter, those four. You don't have Obama's autograph. And that's the one that I really, because he was in Iowa for, you know, a million times, and I, I never went. Never went to go see him. It's like, and I should have. 
Mm-hmm. I kick myself every time I see an autograph. It's like, gosh. Yeah, I, 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 I do make some mistakes. And ah. like, I should have got him. I should have got him. And I was busy getting someone else who I shouldn't have been getting. But so you live what, and learn. What's the farthest you've ever traveled to get autographs, Mike? Oh, jeepers. Um, I'd say probably Atlanta. When I fly to Atlanta, I'm a big Braves fan. So I go down there. 16-hour drive. One thing I did when I used to go to, and I haven't really been there since 2007, I think it was the last time I've been to Atlanta, but I'd go down there, and uh, Hank Aaron owns a uh, car dealership there in Atlanta. So I'd get off the plane, or I'd drive down there, and and uh, and if you bought a car from him, he'd give you an autographed baseball. Oh. So I went in, and I said, <laughs> I said, Mr. Aaron, could you sign a ball for me? And he goes, oh, geez, I'm not supposed to do this, but yeah. Okay. yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'd go down. Atlanta would be the furthest I've really gone. Lately, I've been driving up to Minnesota. Um, and I didn't know this until recently. Uh, Minnesota basketball, uh, after we get done with our state championship, they still have two more weeks in their schedule. Mm-hmm. So after I've done getting autographs here in Iowa, I can still go up there. Um, the last time I went up there, I drove five hours just to see one game. They have some really good, really good athletes up there. So was that was that with a a one a girls basketball? Girls basketball. Right? It was a girls basketball. Who, game. Yeah. who were those two elite athletes that you watched that night? Um, I went up to see uh, Chad Greenway, who played for Iowa. His daughter Madden threw in sixty points that night, and then Addie Mack, who plays for Minnehaha, um, threw in forty five. The final score, and this is a high school girls game, was 126 to 94. Wow. It was insane. It was just like, who's going <laughs> to play defense? Who's going to just, uh. So would you say your collection is half old timers and half people that are prominent now, or is there a um Yeah, because what mix? I do is I try to get people before they become famous. Okay. And I roll the dice. I mean, I mean obviously, yeah. you know, minor league baseball or high school kids, you know, Sometimes they pan out, sometimes they don't. Um, I have a real good friend, Jim Stewart, who's always sending me stuff. Or, hey, you should get this guy. You should really get this girl. And and I get a lot of luck there. Um, I remember, and, and probably the most famous one he's ever told me was, you got to get this quarterback from Florida, breaking all these high school records. And I go, all right. So I looked him up. Okay, so I found some pictures. I sent it to this kid, and, and it came, comes back. And to Mike, Tim Tebow. <laughs> so it's like okay, so yeah. but I've written to other people that you know they didn't uh, do much, but it's kind of cool just to get autographs, just to see. Um, I always like just looking at the penmanship. Mm-hmm. I mean, the old timers you could read every single letter. Yeah. In today's baseball players or whoever, it's just scribble, scribble, and it's like uh, yeah, not much sincerity there. It really is. I mean, the first time I met Greg Maddox and he signed a ball for me, I had to turn to some of these other guys because so I, I couldn't read any. Yeah. Any letters in there? I got. Was that Greg Maddox? Is yeah. this does not look like a G yeah. or an M or anything? Um, I know I've talked to some of the old timers that they've talked to the new kids or the new guys who are playing in the in the big leagues that you've got to sign, you know, so they can read it. Uh-huh. Armin Killebrew is always a big component about that. He wanted to make sure because he has a very beautiful signature, but there were some other twins, the new guys. That were just scribble, scribble, and he was not happy about that. Yeah. So it would take Harmon a long time to sign a hundred yes, autographs, wouldn't it? It just would. To, yeah. But and he would do it very delicately mm-hmm. and pretty, and, and that's the way they should do it. I, I agree. If they otherwise, don't give them because I hate it when you get something and you can't. It's just a, a squiggly line, right. and you have no idea if they don't print their name underneath it. Yeah. It's 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 not worth anything to right. you. Right. So this is the Steve Brown Art Center Podcast Network, and we're interviewing Mike Sorensen tonight. Um, Mike, so. You, you you talked about um, your your uh, your trips to Atlanta. Yep. Um, if I'm correct, you developed some relationships with some players down there. Um, it was kind of funny because I would go to the ballpark for a seven o'clock game at seven o'clock in the morning. Okay, so just because some of the guys would come in early, um, Hall of Fame manager Bobby Cox. Uh, would show up, and that's the only time he would sign autographs. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to get there early if I really wanted him, and and he'd always be one that would be kicked out of a game, and it was just like, Bobby, you got to be in there. We need you. Because yeah. I know, but those guys are going to get kicked out, so I'd rather get kicked <laughs> out than my players. So he mm-hmm. saved the Braves probably a lot of wins. 
or saving a lot of losses with wins by him getting kicked out. So I would hang out, and, and obviously if I, it was, if I was there that early, they got to know me. I mean, they knew that you know I was there, and I know I wasn't one of these guys that was selling um, autographs. I was just there because I was a diehard Braves fan, mm-hmm. and I wanted to see him. Uh, it was kind of cool just to see some of these guys come through. Um, Chipper Jones, uh, when he was coming through, great guy, great signer. Um, and he had all the pitchers. He had Maddox, Smoltz, Glavin. They were awesome. It was just neat just to see some of these guys that would come through. And um, and these are big names, Hall of Famers, that they would sign. There would be other guys that were, you know, not real great, but they would, wouldn't want to sign for anybody. So yeah. it's like, eh. I mean, I get it. And I, it's kind of funny because I wouldn't want to be one of those famous guys that I'm signing autographs every day. Because yeah. I would guess it would get old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't go anywhere without somebody, oh, can I get a picture with you? Can I get an autograph? That's why I don't like to say, hey, can you sign 47 things for me? Yeah. Get one or two done. I've been to Cubs games. I think it was Cubs games where at a certain time in the pregame, they'd have two or three players at designated spots to sign. They were the the autograph signers of the day kind of thing. Right. And it never was Ernie Banks or anybody, but it was somebody from the Cubs that you, the kids could get autographs, right. and so and um, the Braves used to do that too, and it'd always be you know some utility player yeah. or some relief mm-hmm. pitcher that, and, and and I like that just because now you can go home. Hey, I got an autograph, a yeah. kid or an adult, mm-hmm. whoever. And now it seems like security is so tough now compared to when I used to go that you have to buy a batting batting practice ticket to get onto the field to get an autograph. Oh. So they're they're making more money sure. off you just to get yeah. an autograph. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know. It's, yeah. it's it's a lot different than it was when I first started. Literally, literally get on the field, or or well, you're, just you're, in the stadium. You're maybe. in the stadium, but you have to buy an extra ticket. I'm watching you guys hit BP, but I'm I'm there. I'm not I'm not I'm probably. 20, 30 feet from you, right? And and that way, I have a chance to hey, can I get get an autograph? And they could say no, and mm-hmm. but it, it's kind of a VIP, so a lot of them will come over and and sign. So, but some 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 of those teams don't have that, so it's tough to get. And I don't know all the different venues and where to be, and you know who's signing where mm-hmm. and who doesn't sign, and I'm out of that loop. So I I, I get nervous when it's a new venue, right? Because I'm not used to it, but. If it's been, I know where to go, where they're exiting, where they're coming in, where they're getting on the bus, getting off the bus. I can figure that out, but I need a couple days to kind of get all that. (laughs) All right, right. And a lot of people won't tell you. They won't say, hey, you know, because they don't want you to impose on what they're getting. Yeah. Which I get. I mean, I understand that. So I kind of lay in the weeds and just, okay, all right, this is where they come out. And I figure that out and. I don't bother anyone else who's trying to get autographs or anything like that. But so, so Mike, you, you mentioned your daughters, yep. um, and and <laughs> in you in year in these past years, how old are your daughters now? So we got thirteen and eleven. Thirteen and eleven. Yep. yep. Um, from about the time that each of them were about three or four, uh-huh. I believe you started You're taking right. them with you. Yep, and using using them as hawkers. Tell us those. <laughs> tell us that story, please. Using them, yeah. I'd say use. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've seen people doing that before. Yep. Yeah. If you're going to be part of this family, you have, you have to work for a living here. So yeah. What's neat is you know some of these players they'll only sign for kids, mm-hmm. and they will. Sure. And so, but my kids are there, and and that's fine. And it was neat because I took my kids to a lot of Waterloo Bucks games. And these were kids that are the guys that are playing there are college kids. I mean, they're not super super famous. Some of them get drafted, but they're not um, big names, huge names. But my kids loved that just because it was more of a family atmosphere. Um, I, I know my girls would go in the dugout with them, and I don't remember MJ was taking pictures of the people, and then this was before selfies were even a thing, and she was doing that and um, getting autographs and bats and balls and all kinds of stuff. And she was really more excited about getting pictures taken with all these cute college guys than, you know, getting an autograph. But she get an autograph, too. So, um, yeah. So if I'm going by myself, I might get one autograph from a player. If my kids are with me, well, then we're up to three yeah. or four if my wife comes. So, yeah, I'll use that to my advantage. And they, they <laughs> sometimes they like that, but it's like sometimes it, it makes for a long day of 
waiting and right and seeing what yeah. we can do and all that kind of stuff but has it has it uh developed their social skills mike i think so i mean my kid just like me i'm not shy so my kids aren't shy either i mean they'll they'll go up and they'll talk to people um they're not worried about you know whatever if, if they say no i mean usually they don't say no to kids but um it was funny we went to uh watch the iowa hawkeye women uh this past winter i just took mj and uh, we were getting autographs after the game, and we got almost everyone except Caitlin Clark. And so we go up to the family room, and, and there was a couple. I think Gabby was up there, so we got her. And then I said, well, I guess maybe Caitlin just left. And, and MJ goes, Dad, she's right over there with her family. <laughs> so she, I, I said, okay, you go get her. Yeah. And so she did, and, and, yeah, she's not scared, yeah. which is nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd rather have her doing getting autographs than doing other things that are going to get her in trouble. Right. I mean, right. Oh, yeah. Well, Caitlin Clark, from for, from what I've seen, is approachable. Yes. And some people just give you that vibe, you know, stay away from me. And, right. Uh, yep. But I've always got the impression from her that she is approachable. You see her signing. For uh, a lot of kids. For yeah. a lot of kids, for which kids, I'm good yeah. with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to sign for kids and not sign for me, that's not going to hurt my feelings at all. Yeah. I said, yep, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yep, she's good. Yeah, the worst the worst one I ever had was uh, Hall of Fame Eddie Murray played for the Orioles and Indians, and uh, he was a hitting coach for the Indians. And uh, I think I was there for a three game series with the Braves, and I asked him every day, uh, Mr. Murray, could you sign my ball? And he'd go, No, no, thank you, yeah. and just walk away. Mm-hmm. He was polite about it, yeah. but he, he, there was no I, way. Mm-hmm. So we met him. Later on in life, um, Trent Tucker, who was one of Michael Jordan's uh, teammates, had a golf tournament up in Minnesota, and we went up there, and of course my wife goes up to Mr. Murray, could you sign this ball? Oh, sure I can. <laughs> I'm going, oh my gosh. So yeah, she's one for one with Eddie Murray. Yeah. And like, oh. So what, what did we learn here, folks? Yeah, so. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So... so uh, We'll play a game here in a little bit, but okay. uh, before we play that game, um, probably in your mind, Mike, who would, who would be if you still did that tie, wall, yep, of fame, wall of fame? Who would be on? Who would be on your wall of fame? Let's start from, and I'll give you. We'll we'll bloviate a little okay. bit here, Dale and I, um, while you think about this. Yep. But think from 10 to 1 here. You, you need something to write yep, on. Yeah, I got you. I can here, do it. Here's a pen. So, so, Dale, let me ask you this question. All right. What, what is your biggest autograph that you ever got? <laughs> uh, well, I have uh, Ernie Banks and Ron Santo would be Cubs players. Right. Those are uh, from that era. And uh, Bobby Denier and some of those, I have their autograph. Okay. And on a baseball and then on a piece of cardboard they all autographed it so that's my one experience with the cubs and so they that was just part of their job i think to autograph something for everybody and so it wasn't very sincere you know they just went around the room and autographed everybody so okay and and um president wise how many presidents have you seen in person uh i think just one lyndon johnson we stood on a guard for him he stopped at el toro and uh, a bunch of people in our Green suits stand there, and uh, what I remember most is that there's a day when you wear tropicals, and the next day you wear the wool greens. This yeah. is in California, Southern California. So the day came, and it was greens time. So we all had all these greens on, and we had to stand on this airstrip for a couple because you got to get there early, of course. Right. So we had to stand there waiting for his plane to land, and uh, a lot of these women Marines would just boo you, up, and then two of them would carry the one off. I think oh, they did it wow. on purpose. But it was, uh, you know, it was, was I'm honored to be here. He said, yeah, I wish I could get. <laughs> so, so he, I believe he's the only president I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Really interesting. Is Lyndon Lyndon Johnson, very big man, mm-hmm. very big. I think I saw Mr. Reagan the day after um, the Marine Corps barracks was uh, bombed in Lebanon. Okay. Yeah. Um, I saw him. He was he was in Cedar Rapids. He was mainly responsible for that. But he, that's another story. But he yeah. and um, then I saw Obama in Cedar Falls when he was running. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on uh, 
I was on C-SPAN the next day. Were you really? Uh, oh, right. C-SPAN, yep, yep, yep. That's even better. I saw um, your picture on the Bulletin Journal, but now you've been on C-SPAN, too. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I've, um, I've seen... I met Biden. I was, I was uh, on a trip down to Des Moines when I was vice president of the teachers, mm-hmm. local teachers union. Yeah. I met Biden down in Des Moines. Did, did he call you Sonny or um, no? Okay. No, he was going. Uh, the he was going through a plagiarizing other people's speeches <laughs> at that time, um, and, and so that's why I, I get out, that, of, yeah. out of the election. Yeah, I'd rather get caught on a boat with a bimbo than get caught plagiarizing. Wouldn't you? To, <laughs> <laughs> at least people look at you a little better. I think. Yeah. You know. uh, and let's see. Well, there's more. I know I saw Biden, Obama, and Reagan. Those are the only three. um, Well, three out of 45 or 46 is pretty good, you know. Um, I I, I saw Jesse Jackson one night in Independence, obviously, when he was running for president the first Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. And um, trying to think who else that I saw politician-wise. I flew on a flight from... From Oklahoma City to Albuquerque with Tubby Smith. Oh, there you go. One um, one night. I bet he has stories. Um, I, I, <laughs> bet you, I bet he does. Well, I met Joe Namath. Did it? And uh, what, Jim Otto? Mm-hmm. It was after the Super Bowl where the Jets had beaten the Colts. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they were going through the hospital, and I was a big Colts fan, and I, I wanted nothing to do with Joe Namath. <laughs> I looked the other way. So it was my big shot right there, I guess. But all right, all right, Mike. So we, we, we've bloviated there for right. a while. So let's go there to you. Go. Let's go from from number 10. Let me see. I, I can't, I don't have a sound effect uh, <laughs> uh, for you, but let's go number 10. All right, number 10. I'm going to go Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback. There you go. Great so, guy. All right. Ben, ben Robson. He's number 10. Number 10. Number 9. Number 9. Kurt Warner. Okay, hold on. I graduated from UNI, so great guy. Okay, hold on. Uh, uh, number 8. Number 8. Bobby Cox, manager of the Braves. There you former, go. Hall of Famer. How many, I wonder how many wins he ended up with. I think he's like fourth or fifth all-time wins. Yeah, he's, he's right up there. Up there. No, he's way no. up there. Yep. Number seven, uh, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. Where did you uh, run into Barkley uh, at? My wife somehow knew someone uh, who worked for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and it was Lakers versus the Timberwolves playoffs, and we had nosebleed sections. I actually got um, Charles Barkley was signing autographs after the game, and so was uh, Reggie Miller's sister. Cheryl Miller. Cheryl, Cheryl was there, so I got her to sign a baseball, which was kind of cool. Yeah. I always have something. Um, number six. Number six. I'll go Caitlin Clark just because she's basically changed the game. It's amazing what she's done for the game. It's incredible. It? Oh, my gosh. You know, I, the uh, um, I have I have never seen – I've never seen a woman change the game like she has and bring the numbers in yep. mm-hmm. that she's brought. Totally agree. Um, you know, I – it makes you think what UConn has done for years, yeah. how remarkable mm-hmm. that is, yeah. you know. And I know that UConn isn't beloved. You either love them or hate them. Yep. That's remarkable what they've done. So that was number six. That's number six. Number five. Uh, I'm gonna steep. I'm gonna keep with uh, sports. So Chipper Jones, Hall of Famer uh, with the Braves. And and um, that was on one of your trips down there. Yep. That. Uh, uh, what's he do? I wonder what he's doing now. I'm sure he's helping the. I know he was a uh, broadcaster for a while with them, helping him out because he knows the game. Right. Um, I'm sure he doesn't really have to do much right. with his life, but he probably needs to have something to do. Number four uh, John Smoltz. I'm going to keep going with the Braves. Uh, um, another Hall of Famer. Yeah, amazing the players they had, Dale. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and they only won one World Series, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, those those things happen, though. Oh. Great guys. Yeah. Yeah. Number three. Number three. I'm gonna go Tom Glavin. Um, he would sign anything, but the one thing that he really dreaded to sign was um, he had a commercial with Greg Maddox and uh, Mark McGuire way back in the day 
Um, chicks dig the long ball. Oh yeah. And I, Mr. Glab, could you sign chicks to the long ball? Gosh, and he would. <laughs> he, 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 and you could read every single letter, but it's like, oh, it's a lot to write. Um, but yeah, he'd he'd, he'd do it, but it's just like, ah. Oh. Things nope. we do for money, right? Yeah, yeah never regret it. So number, number two, number two, Greg Maddox, uh, my favorite player mm. of all time um, in baseball. I just love how he never mm. overpowered. I mean, he never he. he could never throw 90 miles an hour, uh, but he'd just paint the corners and he'd beat you and quickly too. I love it. In his last year, he w- played for the Cubs and I had yep. him on TV one day and he came out in the first inning, threw five pitches, got three outs, walked to the dugout. Yeah, no big you know, deal. Just, it was just amazing. Uh, I don't think he lasted the game, but right. uh, just to show this is how you do it. You know, you throw five pitches, you got three outs, and then you're done. So, uh, you know, he, he could just put put the yeah, ball where yeah. he wanted to, the hand eye coordination. And my brother used to yowl because they watched those Braves pitchers and they'd be six inches off the corner and they'd still get a strike. They'd get a strike, though, they would. He says, it's just on their reputation. It's just their reputation. It made him so mad. So So that's number two. And the number one wall of fame at Mike Sorensen's house is? Uh, Number one, not even close, Michael Jordan. Um, I mean, I've met so many different celebrities, presidents, but when I met Michael Jordan, it was just... Jaw dropped. I mean, butterflies. It was just this is mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. This is not just yeah. some basketball player. This is the basketball. The player, yeah. so yeah, just a great guy. Did you see the movie they made? Yes. Well, yeah, yep, I thought yep. that was very well done. Very I really, good. I was very impressed with that. The so. Last Dance was great. Yeah. yeah. And and where did where did you uh, where did you get his autograph at? Well, first of all, we accidentally stayed at the same hotel he was. So when I saw him, I went over and asked him to sign my jersey. Well, he was having no part of that, and he was mad because security didn't stop anyone. Um, but then he, there was a celebrity golf tournament up there, and then once he got done with the 18th hole, people would line up, and then he would have handlers that would come up to you know random people and grab stuff, and they might get you and, and skip you and might get you, and it's like it was just pure random, and... Um, grabbed my uh, basketball jersey, one of the guys did, and, and I said, whoa, whoa, you need a silver Sharpie because I had the red jersey with the black numbers. And um, I said, you need a silver, you need a silver. And he goes, nah, you'll be fine. And Jordan was just looking at this going, yeah, I'm not signing this. And so the guy comes back and takes my silver Sharpie, and then he signed it. And it's just like, yes, perfect. Ah, cool. So that was good. And then the next year we went up again, and I got one. Um, that's another jersey signed, and I gave it to one of my buddies in Atlanta, the guy who I stay with, um, Jeff, if you're listening, because he's got me so many cool autographs down uh, with the Braves that I figured, you know what, I can get Michael Jordan. So right, that's the biggest one I've ever given away, so that was pretty good. Okay. Well, it's a pretty good list. That is not a, bad. Not bad. A lot, a lot of Hall of Famers there. That is. That is. So, so um, talk a lot about sports. What are some stars? Some some musical stars that you've got. Um, actually, it was kind of funny. Last night, my youngest Bella asked me if I um, had Taylor Swift's autograph, and I said, "Well, let me look." So I had to go through my binders and through my music ones and I actually had some from like like I want to say like 10 years ago I wrote to her and she signed I don't know if she's signing now but I had some of those um music is probably the one genre that I don't do a ton of um so I don't have a lot of real big names like Bruce Springsteen Eddie Money I mean guys from the 80s that I would mm-hmm. have listened to who else did I see last night I was looking through um as you think of that, um, what, is, what is the most embarrassed you've ever been when it came to asking for an autograph? If you if you want to share that Ooh, story. Most embarrassed. Uh, yeah, the Eddie Murray one, yeah. No, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> that's, that, yeah, that's the meanest anyone's ever been to me, which that's not mean at all. But I've heard other... It's always fun just to talk to other autograph guys because they always have stories. And it's kind of funny because... Um, they might say, oh, yeah, this guy's a real jerk. He wouldn't sign for any of us, da-da-da-da. And then I meet him the next day, and he signed for everyone. Mm-hmm. So we all have different stories, sure. and we have different viewpoints of these character, or these uh, players just because it's it's the nature of the beast. It's You're having a good day. You're having a bad day. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you struck out four times, 
you're probably not going to be too happy with you or anyone else and you want to just get out of there and you know some people are mad that oh i didn't get an autograph so is it easier to get autographs from the winning team members or um does that make a difference i think so yeah um there's a lot of times where you know there's guys that you know hit might maybe hit two three home runs in a game i thought oh man they'll sign for everyone yeah. and they don't mm -hmm. they just they want to get out yeah and there's other guys like i said strikes out four times I'll sign for everyone. Yeah. I'm not real good. Mm -hmm. Maybe this will help my ego or something. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I try to yeah be a bandwagon fan and just try to pick the the winning mm -hmm. team. That way, it's a little bit easier. I think. What What is uh, the most unique place you've ever ended up getting an autograph, or ended up Ooh. with with players or with with stars? Probably my fun my my one of my fondest memories was in Chicago. Um, I got a hotel right next to Wrigley because I thought, you know what, I can just walk. I don't have to drive in Chicago or anything like that. But then, of course, I find out where the Braves are staying. So I had to take a taxi over there um, at the, I think it was the Hilton they were staying at. And, uh, and then it was back when, um, yeah, all those guys, Maddox and Glavin and Smolster and all those guys were playing. And I'm hanging out and I get into the, restaurant and there's Tom Glavin and second baseman Mark Lemke and they're watching Sports Center and it was just so cool I mean I, I, I get their autographs and you know like and, and they say hey just pull up a cherry and they're watching themselves on Sports Center which I thought that was just the coolest thing ever going yeah that's what I just did it's like yeah man mm -hmm. it's like I don't I don't do stuff like that but that was neat just to see it's like okay I mean they were you know, my idols growing up, and they're just in awe of themselves yeah. up on TV, just like we would be, too, if, yeah. you know, we were doing stuff like that. But it's like, yeah. I mean, that's that, I guess that's not a weird place, but that'd be one place. Well, you hear people complaining to be in the restroom and something will come up on an autograph. Yeah, I've never done that. I can so, honestly say yeah, I've never... Uh, I've to never, me, that's <laughs> a bit pushy, I would think. But, uh. I did see uh, Jim Rice in a, ho in a hotel bathroom one time and mm -hmm. I did not ask. Yeah. Well. I waited till he got out <laughs> of the hotel and and that was it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. No, I've never done the bathroom thing. I just that that's yeah. gonna overstep the bounds. Yeah. It's like no. So you have to keep up if you like if you're talking to them and they don't have their uniform with a number on, if you have to recognize And that's them the thing. It's like places. I'm not and I and I'll never be good at that. I mean if you have a jersey number on, I know exactly who you are. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, you look just like well, the yeah. other guy yeah. who's right next to you. Yeah. And so it's like, uh, is that, yep, that's him. I mean, sometimes you have to get really close, and especially at night, it's tough. And when, it, when it's dark, you can't really tell. Mm -hmm. and, or they have a hat on or whatever, yeah. and it's just, mm -hmm. it's different. And, I mean, and I've seen guys out there, and, and they've helped me a lot because, I mean, from 30 yards away, they know exactly who that is over there. Mm -hmm. And I don't have a clue. It's like, oh, okay. I don't expect you to know the answers, but... Football players, quarterbacks, when they come out of the game, the defense is on their on the sideline, and they always take off their helmet and they put on a cap. Nobody else does that, but the quarterbacks always put on a cap. Have any, I don't, why I don't, why I would they do that? that at all? I, yeah. I don't. Okay. I don't. There's a lot of things I don't understand. I, well, it's like baseball players wearing beards. Yeah. I don't get that at all. They look now. If you play for the Green Bay Packers, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. It gets cold there. <laughs> I get that. But when you're playing in Los Angeles or whatever, yeah. and you get a full <clears> beard. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to yeah. me in July. Yeah. What What is one of the most memorable games or events that you went to and watched that uh, stays in your mind? Back in 1995, it was actually the year the Braves did win the World Series, my first games in Atlanta I ever went to. The first game, John Smoltz pitched, and they won. So I was super happy, super excited. We had tickets for the next game, and, and my buddy Greg Maddox was pitching that game. I go, yes, they're going to win two in a row. This is going to be awesome. And that year, Greg Maddox went 19-2, and two, and he got rocked that game. Yeah. It was, it, yeah, so I saw one of his two losses, and I was just like, man. And we're going back in the subway, and, and I only had two, two tickets for the first two games. And it's like, gosh. I mean, and, and this woman says, did you go to the game tonight? And I said, yeah. I said, Greg Maddox got beat. She goes, are you planning on going tomorrow? I said, no, I don't have tickets. Well, you could have mine. I'm not going. So we went. So we went that game. And it was funny because 
It was Tom Glavin's only home run he ever hit. And uh, Javi Lopez, their catcher, had a game-winning hit in the bottom of the ninth. Ah. To a game that I should never have gone to. Right. And this woman was so nice that she just, here, you can have my tickets, no big deal. And I just remember that just because it was a great game and it was one of those things where just luck yeah. came into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe it's karma, maybe just because I'm a nice guy and I tried to do a lot of nice things and sometimes things just help work people out. out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny. I mean, if you see me at a game, I'll have like probably 20 Sharpies with me because there's always kids that are out there, but they don't have anything mm-hmm. to sign with or, I mean, and I'll have pictures or balls or, hey, I mean, I'm helping other kids out. It's like, they, they're the ones who need stuff, or and their parents don't have a clue either. So it's like, here's a Sharpie. And they always say, well, nice. And oh, I'll give it back to you. No, just keep it. Yeah. Because you might get some more autographs. Sure. Really? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a big deal. It's just a marker. <laughs> uh, so let, let's, play, let's play a little game here. All right. All right. So, uh, so Mr. Reber, <laughs> I need your help here. Okay. As we do this. <laughs> Um, let's ask him, does he have the audit? Does he have Ooh, such I'm, and such? I'm good, at this, game. I'm good at this game. Okay. All right. All right. So let's, let's start with an easy one. Okay. Scotty Pippen. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Uh, Bobby Hanson. Yes. Dolph, the announcer for Iowa, Jim Dolphin. I actually, Gary, Dolphin. Gary, Gary Dolphin. Yeah. Yes. I actually saw him last week at uh, Zach Johnson's uh, Celebrity Golf Tournament. Did not ask him for an autograph. I've got him before, though. Yeah, yeah so, so I yeah. have his autograph. Yep. Interesting. How about Jim Zobel? I do not have Zobel. Okay. Do well, not. You can't get it, I don't think, anymore. No. It's got to be out there somehow. Somewhere, yeah. It's, it's got to be it's out possible. there. Would you get one? Would you covet one, an autograph that somebody else had gotten? That you would like to have, and like you get it from them instead of from the person who did the signing. Or? Um, well, what they say is like eighty percent or ninety percent on eBay mm-hmm. are fakes. Okay, so if you can figure out how to scribble something, yeah, people are going to buy it. So I try to stay away, stay away from that. But they also have companies that prove that yes, this is legit. PSA mm-hmm. will say, yeah, this is a legit auto. Um, and especially if it's a deceased player, mm-hmm. I can't get them anymore unless yeah. I buy it. Um, and I've done that before uh, with some old Hall of Famers or some guys that mm-hmm. I just can't get anymore. Yeah. But I, I, I can't trust anyone on eBay. But if it's a buddy of mine, then I know that Yeah, they that's got what them. I was yeah. thinking yes. more. Is yep, and if, if, if they've got them, and, and we'll do something like that, and or I'll give them some balls for an autograph or something, mm-hmm. and... Um, we do that. I never sell any of my autographs because I'm more worried about them. If I sold an autograph today, that guy's going to hit like seven home runs in one game or something, yeah. and that autograph's going to go <laughs> sky high or whatever. But, uh, it's just like I get nervous. It's like, no, I can't do it. Can't yeah. do it. All right, let's go. Let's go back when Atlanta was just getting big on TBS. Dave yeah. Kingman. Dave Kingman played for the Mets, though. He played for the Cubs. He played. He never played for the Braves, but yes, I do have. Who? But there was. Who was the? Who was the outfield? The center fielder. Dale Murphy. Dale Dale Murphy. Murphy, Forgive me. I was. Dale Murphy's my man. Yep. Um, Here's a good story with Dale. Back when Bob Feller had his museum in Van Meter, Mm -hmm. uh, he had Dale Murphy come up and uh, sign autographs and stuff like that. And and Dale Murphy's probably the reason why I'm such a big baseball fan. Because when we moved to Cedar Falls in 1980. We got TBS. So I had TBS, I had WR, I had the Mets, or I had WGN, the Cubs. And all three of them were like blue uniforms, but I liked the powder blue Braves uniforms better. Yeah. And all three teams at the time were horrible. Yeah. They were all bad. Yeah. But I liked the Braves. And, and Dale Murphy was MVP. Two years in a row. Two? Yep, 82 and 83. Okay, and then kind of fizzled after that for the Correct. most part. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, so there's a lot of debate on should he be a Hall of Fame? Yeah, well, mm-hmm. he was really good for about that much of yeah. his career. Towards yeah. the end, mm-hmm. he ended up with 398 home runs. If he would have hit 400, I think he would have been in, but yeah. probably not anymore. Yeah. At the end, he struck out as a lot. A lot. Yep. A lot and they, yeah. they got rid of him. They went to uh, Philadelphia, and then he went to Colorado. And I thought, well, maybe in Colorado... Mm-hmm. Just because of the elevation, he could hit more home runs, and he really never, he was done. Mm-hmm. But here's my story with Murphy, and it was funny because I'm probably the worst artist in the history of drawing, whatever. When I was in seventh grade, I painted a painting of Dale Murphy. 
and I kept it forever because it was the only A minus I ever got. <laughs> and I hung it up in my room. And it's just like, okay, so when Dale Murphy came, I brought this crazy painting down and I said, Mr. Murphy, could you sign this? He goes, this is awesome. I said, well, <laughs> and big autograph, whatever. I mean, it's a huge. Did you admit that you were the artist? And or? I told him, I said, yeah. he goes, you should paint another one. I said, no. I said, this, I think this was the only one I could ever do. And so that was kind of cool. Um, just to you know, meet my, I mean, he was my idol growing up. I mean, I have a poster of him uh, in my classroom mm -hmm. today. One of those old Nike um, posters that they used to have way back in the 80s and 90s. Um, but yeah, great guy and probably the nicest guy ever in baseball. Mm -hmm. And everyone else will say that too, players and fans and just an all-around good guy. Okay. What's the, what's the most unique autograph one of your students has ever gotten? Um, I know that there is a coach from Sumner, Iowa, who's now coaching softball at... Alabama, I believe. Oh yes, he used to, he used to coach baseball at yes. Independence. Yep. Yeah, I and know what you're talking so about. there's some connection there that a lot. Of, I mean, it'd be every year I'd have at least one kid, possibly two or three kids, write to him, and I forget his name. I'm sorry, but I think that's the cool thing. As long as there's a connection that kids can, yeah, really get a hold of. I think that's just neat if yeah. they have something like that. They they write to a lot of. Um, bands and musicians that I've never heard of. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, well, we'll roll the dice and sometimes they get them back and sometimes they don't. So. Right. Okay, back to the game here. Uh, any Yankees, big Yankees? Um, The biggest Yankee, uh, actually, Mariano Rivera used to sign a lot through the mail. I'd, I'd write to him every year and he'd send cards. I'd send him a card and he'd write back. The last time I wrote to him, I sent him a cool Sports Illustrated and then and he has one of the prettiest signatures um, ever. I met Reggie Jackson at the Dubuque uh, airport mm -hmm. one time. I just happened yeah. to be there, you know, mm -hmm. just finding in. And I said, Mr. Jackson, could you sign a, a, a Sports Illustrated for me? Well, sure. Okay. And, uh, of course, I'm one of the few people who own a camera. And I said, Mr. Jackson, could you take a picture with me? Well, where's your cell phone? I said, I have a camera. <laughs> He says, "You know, at Costco, you can get a, you can get you can get your own cell phone." I go, "I know, but cameras are better than the cell phones." Yeah. And he was just he was just on me hard and just like, "Just take the picture." Yeah. And it's just like, ah, oh, so that was that was kind of good. Um, Yankees, um, Whitey Ford. I have him on the Sports Illustrated. Did you meet him or did that, not meet okay, him? Okay. Oh, I'm just um, Yankees that I've met. Uh, Ricky Henderson. Oh, that'd be a neat one. He bounced around. Um, he bounced around a lot. A lot of teams, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yankees, Yankees, Yankees. And I go down to Charlie's, and so I get a lot of Yankees at his uh, Blue Bats autograph um, show every year. All right, so let, let's go back to the game. All right. Um, do you have, is it is it Diane Taurasi from, from yep. Phoenix? I do. How'd you get her? Uh, through the mail. Okay. Yep. Uh, Brittany Griner. I got her through the mail when she was playing at Baylor. She was on Sports Illustrated, so I sent to her and got lucky. Okay. Let's go uh, Rebecca Lobo. Yes, I have her. I actually got her, I think her first year in the WNBA. Wrote to her. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the one that I had to pay for. I, that was one that I threw money down just because I figured I better get him. He's pretty darn good. My wife is a Packers fan, so that's the most expensive one I've ever paid for, $200. Is that right? Just to him, right? Just him, yeah. Yeah. Do you think these players have helpers, mail people, somebody that helps them sort all this stuff and mail it back, or do you think they do it on their own? Or? I, I've heard that sometimes they have, you know, a brother or their wife mm -hmm. go through everything. Sometimes they sign yeah. stuff. So, I mean, the stuff that I get through the mail, I mean, I can't prove yeah. that it's legit. Yeah. Um, and even some of the autographs that I get in person would probably not pass. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times when they're walking by and they're scribble, 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 yeah. it doesn't look like they're sit down yeah. pretty yeah. one. But 
Well, I saw a movie once where the movie star has a room full of girls that are signing her autograph and mailing them out Which to could her be, fans. Yeah. And, it totally so, could happen. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. What about Brad Pitt? Do not have Brad Pitt. Okay. Nope. Did right. so you go ask for movie stars or that sort of thing? Or I have. You have? Okay. The biggest one I've met, I've met in Iowa, Hugh Jackman, uh, was down in Iowa Falls promoting... Some movie he was in. He signed a couple of DVDs for me. He's in Iowa Falls? I've met Kevin Costner a few times mm-hmm. at the Field of Dreams. Great guy. There was one time he was uh, out there playing catch with his kids. And I think he's like 70. I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's up yeah. there. And he's got like kids that are 10, 12, whatever. <laughs> and uh, he's playing catch with them. And I'm just hanging out. And and they get the kids get tired. And he mm-hmm. goes, does anyone want to play catch with me? Yeah. I said, oh, yes, I will. <laughs> as soon as I got out there, then there was a line. So as yeah. As, yeah. Like, yeah, so I, I played catch with Kevin Costner. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, Costner's probably the biggest name I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Actresses. I haven't really met a lot of actresses. I know, um, especially when there's celebrities that come in trying to get you to vote for somebody, um, they bring in celebrities. Um, I know that uh, Obama had... Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher come in to you and I, and it was funny. This is a this is another good story because this should never have happened either. Because usually, you know, they do their spiel, they talk about, um, hey, you should vote for this person, da da da, and um, then they sign autographs afterwards just to make you happy, which I wanted to be happy. Well, then they got done with their spiel and they said, "Yep, see ya, we're out of here." <laughs> it's like, oh, that was fun. <laughs> So I'm kind of moping, walking back to my car, and I notice this minivan, and it had license plates from um, Cedar Rapids. And I thought, oh, that's where Ashton's from. This might be a good place to kind of hang out. And so I hung out there, and they both came out, and I said, you know, Demi, could you sign this? Oh, sure. Ashton, could you sign this? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was good. So that, yeah, that shouldn't have happened either. So yeah. sometimes... I get lucky, and I'll take the luck over oh, sure. being good anytime, yeah. anytime. Okay, um, Larry Bird. Um, have never met Larry Bird. I did <clears throat> purchase a jersey, autographed jersey. This summer, I went to his house. I hung out in French Lick. French Lick. Oh, is that French right? Lick this summer, and <laughs> and he's got a he's got a basketball court and everything. I did a trick shot at at, at the hoop there. Uh, and it really needs help there. They need to throw some money at it. I'm sure Bird's got some money. But um, no, actually, when my wife was coaching at Indian Hills, she told me one time, she said, Hey, Larry Bird's going to show up because we got this guy and he might go to the, the NBA. And so, of course, I drove down to Indian Hills and uh, Larry Bird did not show up. Yeah. It's like, ah. Oh. But he'd be one of, yeah. Who's the 100 point kid at Grinnell? Oh, Jack, Jack, and and Mike is a big Grinnell fan as okay. well. Jack yep. Taylor. Okay. Jack Taylor, yep. Yeah, okay. And here's a funny story about Jack Taylor. Um, I met him after he broke his record, obviously, uh-huh. um, and he got hurt. So he had, um, he broke his wrist, and of course I'm going over there, hey, Jack, can you sign this and this? Take the pictures with my girls. And uh, the coaches were just not happy at all. Yeah. So you can sign all these autographs, but you can't make a three-pointer? He goes, no, I can't. <laughs> I mean, he had a cast on and everything. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, but I can still sign autographs. It's yeah. perfect. Now, he's a minister, I believe, uh, somewhere now. Yes. I believe. I think oh, so. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Wisconsin, I want to say Wisconsin. I think so. I think he was from Wisconsin yep. originally. Originally was. Yeah. Well, well Bull Durham had the Church of Baseball. He must have the Church of Basketball. There you go. There you go. The... Uh, so one more question here as we wrap up. Okay. Uh, we, um, as as uh, we're, all, we're all mortal, someday um, as you pass your autographs on to your daughters. <laughs> um, I know where this is going. Yeah. yeah. What, what is, uh, what's your thoughts as far as, is, do, you, do you see this as a... Uh, as an inheritance for them, uh, you know, do they do they find it neat? Um, what's their thoughts on your autograph? I, I would say probably as soon as I pass, um, it might be a garage sale. It might be. I mean, I don't think <laughs> yeah. that my wife wants to hang on to them. I probably have some really good autographs that might be worth something, um, but I have a lot of them that aren't worth mm-hmm. 
anything. Yeah. I mean, zilch. Yeah. Um, you'd have to pay someone to take them. But there would be some that, like I said, Bella was asking if I had Taylor Swift. And so she, she'd probably take those, but I don't know about yeah. some of the other people that... Well, the whole thing has brought know. you a lot of joy and pleasure yes. in your life. It's worth it whether they get tossed aside. Yes, or totally. It's been, I totally agree. It's been good for you and very much worth it, I think. So. Right. I'm not in it for the money. I'm not yeah. in it to make money. I'm not in it for my daughters to... What kind of teacher are you that you're not in things for the money? Exactly. (laughs) So we'd like to tell our listeners here as we wrap up um, that uh, Mike and I are going to go down to the local Jessup basketball court down here. Mike is a trick shot artist um, that has his shot on on Twitter or whatever um, they're calling that now, X or whatever that is, and Facebook. And yep. he's made trick shots in how many different venues now? So I've got, I've done it at 49 different gyms and the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. Okay. So, and I don't count other places, well, Larry Bird's place or, you know, any hoop. I mean, I've gone to other parks and stuff and, and done it, but in an actual gym, just 49. Okay. You did it up at the Jessup Tennis Court here in town. I have. Yep. Um, but this is the new court now that we're going to go down and do it. Okay. I'll try to get it on his social media. I know Mike will go. put it on his social media. Mike, what's what's your social media for people to follow you? So on TikTok, it's the most boring name on TikTok. It's 03Mike. That's it. Okay. Um, on Twitter, it's Mike Sorensen1, I think. And then Facebook, it's just Mike Sorensen. Yeah, so... I don't make it really creative or anything, but it's crazy. It works. What a joy having you tonight. Yeah, very nice interview. Very good. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much. Um, This this is the Steve Brown Arts Center Podcast Network, and we'll be back with a regular show next week. So thanks again, Mike Sorensen, for coming. Thank you. And thank you, you, Blake Tempest and co-host Dale Reber. To our fans, um, remember each day is about little victories. It should just go in. There we go. Why not?